Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Matt Keller. Matt and his wife, Sarah, are the founding pastors of Next Level Church in Fort Myers, Florida. Today, we'll be discussing leadership principles on how to become the next decade leader. And Matt will also share about his newest book, Donkey Mission, Finding Purpose When Life Seems Pointless. So buckle up your leadership seatbelts and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast where we talk about the art of leadership. Leadership is an art, and the more we practice it, the more we learn, the better we get. I'm honored to be here with an amazing leader, an amazing pastor, an amazing author. It's none other than Matt Keller. Matt, I am honored to be sitting with you on this Avail podcast. How are you feeling, sir? Thank you very much, man. It's just awesome to be here, and I'm just so honored to be able to to speak into uh, into the tribe that is the Avail Tribe. Just so thankful for everything you guys are doing for leaders across the body of Christ. Yeah, you know, one thing I admire, I've admired about you in in these past years, uh, Matt, is just seeing how well you lead Next Level Church, how you lead together uh, with Sarah, who's been a guest as well here yeah. on the Avail Podcast, and and how God's really called you to a place of of leading leaders and yeah. and and pastoring pastors and le- leading pastors. So this is going to be a great opportunity to glean into some of the insights that the Lord's put on your heart. Before we get on uh, into the conversation of the next decade leader, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself for those who are getting to know you? Absolutely. Well, as you said, my wife, Sarah, and I uh, were born and raised high school sweethearts, born and raised in Indiana, small town, moved to Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Florida, specifically 20 years ago, just celebrated our 20th year as a church. And uh, and so we started Next Level Church with no clue what we were doing, uh, (laughs) but a big vision. And I'm sure leaders can relate to that. Uh, And but God has been so faithful. And so, you know, two decades in uh, the church has three locations. We're under construction with our fourth location now. And uh, so we also lead the next level relational network of churches. So we have over 130 churches in our network family. And we're just we like to say we're a family on mission, uh, becoming a movement. And so uh, just really passionate about keeping pastors, uh, pastoral couples in the game. Um, and investing in them. And then the third thing I do, the church, the network family. And the third thing is I have uh, two boys who are adulting. Uh, my oldest son, Will, is 22, a senior at Southeastern University. And Drew, my youngest, is 19, a sophomore at Southeastern University at the Extension uh, here at Next Level Church. So th- that's kind of what I do all day. And I like to watch baseball. If you can't tell, I'm a huge <laughs> baseball fan. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I think I think this conversation that we're going to have right now is going to be really, really uh, important. Um, there is no doubt that the season we're living in, right at the time of this recording, we're in 2022, and we're living in a season where we've we've we're we're still in the process of kind of re revamping, restructuring, getting back on our feet after some crazy times in the world. Uh, back in 2020, and and again, some people, depending where you are in the world, where you know where your organization is, where you are as a leader, kind of get back up, and and so we're going to talk about the next decade leader. Can you unpack a little bit about what that means and what you're thinking about as you share these principles? Yeah, absolutely, Virgil. You know, for me, as we were walking through 2020 and then 2021, and now finding ourselves in 2022, you know, it became very clear to me very quickly that. Um, COVID was a game changer. And I don't have to tell all of our listeners that, you know, today the game changed. 
Um, But I think a lot of leaders are underestimating how much the game changed. And, you know, Mm. people who study church history basically tell us that, you know, about every hundred years or so, the, the church of Jesus Christ globally goes through something that brings a dramatic shift to the way we think about and do ministry for the next, you know, generations, plural. Like, like I believe 40 or 50 years from now, and some of us may not believe this, I think we're still going to be using the word 2020. Now, we may not be using it as the swear word. We're using it as now, like, oh, 2020. <laughs> but I think we're still going to be talking. Like, I think what we've been through is as big as the Great Depression of the 1930s, yeah. uh, you know, almost a century ago. Like, it's one of those cataclysmic shifts. And really, from my in my mind, let me see if I can bring an illustration that hopefully will help set some of our hearts at ease about leading in the next decade and the change, the wholesale change that has come. Honestly, man, it's a lot like moving from playing basketball to playing football. Mm. And so th- it, they're both sports. They both both use a ball. They both have goals. But all of us know basketball and football are completely different totally. games. And some of us, the ball is no longer round. Like the, the we're not playing on a hard court anymore. <laughs> the, the surface we're playing on is like grass or turf. And some of us, can't understand how a couple of years ago, let's call it pre-COVID, a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. was a foul, and now people can tackle us, and nobody has a problem with it. <laughs> Some of us can't understand that the game has changed that much. So for me, Virgil, it really centers around this idea of what it's going to take to lead in the next decade is mm. going to look wholesale different than what it took to lead in the previous really 20 years is kind of how I, I, you know, from 2000 to 2020. And now this next decade is going to require some unique things for us as leaders. And I'm excited to talk about those. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is what got us here may not get us there. Right. And, and, and what I love about, what I love about the way you teach, especially leadership, Matt, is um, you put it in a way that, that, that's easy to understand and digest. So let's go right into it. I know, I know we're going to talk about yeah. calling. We're going to talk about courage, right? Um, uh, character, no comparison. Let, let's, let's start, let's start with calling. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, what is calling? How do we discern and discover a calling in our life? Well, yeah. I mean, again, when I think about what it's going to take to lead in the next decade, when I say calling, of course, all of us, you know, right now you're going, yeah, 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 check, bro. Got it. Like, right. Calling. Yeah, I'm called. Okay, good. Move on. Right. Like, I know that one. But here's what I want us to understand. I believe the days of easy leadership in in the Christian world are over. Mm-hmm. Like, like it is it's going to take a, a a resolution at a soul level for us to be able to lead like God wants us to lead in the next decade. And the truth is, man, on the easy days, come on, church leaders, we know this is true. Business leaders, you do too. Like on the easy days, on the good days, anybody can lead. But on the hard days, Mm. that's when you've got to have a rock, a foundation that you go back to. So for us in, in, in the ministry world, ministry leadership, what is our foundation? It's calling. It's calling. I think about the verse, Second Peter chapter one, verse ten. It says, yeah. "Therefore, brothers, strive to make your calling and election sure. For if you practice these things, you'll never stumble." And of course, right before this, you know, Peter is laying out all of these things that they got to be and do this and be this and be this and do this and all this stuff. But then he just kind of goes, "Hold on, don't forget your calling." Like, re- remember, p- pastors, team members, leaders. It was not easy to be a leader after the days of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Like, 
that first 10 years was yeah. a difficult, like all 12 apostles, even Matthias, the new one, all of them, history records, you know, died a difficult, yeah. hard death. Like, so I think, I think it's important for us to understand that the, the days of easy leadership in the body of Christ are over. There was a, a moment right in the middle of everything we were walking through, you know, in 2020, where, you know, Sarah and I, uh, we lead together our church. And, you know, we've always said, as long as we both don't quit on the same day, we'll be fine. And <laughs> haha, you know, and of course, I'm a little more whiny than she is. She's tough. She just goes, she's, she's a rock. But you know, you interviewed her. But, um, yeah, you know, I like to whine a little bit more. But there was one day where um, <laughs> we like to say that like our planes, you know, like as long as the planes don't don't cross on the same level, like altitude, uh -huh. we'll be fine. And literally in the morning, we were driving into the office and I said, I just want to quit. And that afternoon, nine hours later, we were driving to a, a dinner meeting that we weren't sure was going to go well with more people who were mad about whatever in 2020, uh -huh. right? And as we're walking out of the office, she goes, I just feel like I want to quit. And as we got in the car, I looked at her and I said, babe, you realize like our planes were like nine hours apart. Like we haven't been, it's usually like months apart. Like we haven't been that close to flying past the, I just want to quit in a maybe ever. Mm. And that's what the next decade is going to mean. So here's what that means. We've got to be sure of our calling because on the hard days, and there's going to be a lot of them in the future. That's our foundation. Yeah, that's important. That's important, especially in a uh, when things can be volatile. And you know, I think I think a lot of people sometimes sign up for this leadership, thinking, "Okay, this is going to be easy." And the truth is, when it's true leadership and there's true calling, there's going to be some hard, yeah. some hard things to get through. All right, yeah. so so calling. We're talking about the next decade leader. What is going to take to yeah. lead and be a good leader in this next decade? We just started off and calling. Where are you going to take us next? Well, the second thing it's going to take is courage. Uh, mm -hmm. Courage. And yes, they're all going to begin with C because I'm an alliteration guy. It's just how <laughs> my brain works. Sorry, I have a photographic memory. So there's that. It's courage. <laughs> leaders, listen, I think we could sum up the next decade in church leadership, Christian leadership, as the ability to make hard decisions that people don't like and don't agree with. We're going to have to have an ability wow. on the inside to make hard decisions that people don't like and don't agree with and be able to say, no, no, I have right. the courage to make those decisions. And so for me, when I start to think wow. about the kind of courage it's going to take for us to lead in the next decade, the first place my mind goes is the courage to not fit in, the courage mm -hmm. to not fit in. That we, over the last two decades in Christian leadership, we were able to hide in Christianity and in Christian leadership under you know, conservatism, maybe we were able to hide under social, whatever, like we were able to hide. There's no place to hide anymore. The, <laughs> the polarization that has happened in our world today yeah. has made it such that Christians and, and especially Christian leaders, we don't fit anywhere. But here's the good news leaders. The good news is that was the apostle Paul. That's how he felt. He said, I'm an apostle out of due season. Like he wasn't one of the 12. Like he didn't feel like he fit anywhere. He even felt, you know, at times like he didn't fit in the Jewish world. He felt at times like he didn't fit in the Gentile world. Mm -hmm. And yet God had called him to that. And so leaders, we've got to have the courage to not fit in. Secondly, we've got to have the courage to be disliked. We've got to have the courage to be disliked. Wow. I like <laughs> I like to call 2020 the year that everybody was mad at their pastor. Like that was like, right, come on. Well, here's the deal. It's going to take for us in the next decade leaders, 
come on, we got to put our big boy pants on. We got to put our yeah. big girl pants on. Come like, on. it's going to take courage to not be disliked, to not be able to just fit right in and just kind of go with the flow. And then lastly, I would say we, we are going to need the courage in the next decade, the courage to be clear. Wow. The courage to be clear. Now, here's the thing. Clarity is is different than certainty. And as, as we lead mm. in the next decade of Christianity and we carry our baton in our generation, here's what I think. I think certainty in leadership is going to continue to be less and less and less. We're going to have less certainty because of the volatility. You used that word a minute ago. Like the volatility of our world is yeah. going to create more and more uncertainty. But watch yeah. this. Just because we're not completely certain doesn't mean we can't be clear on a decision or on a direction that the Holy Spirit puts on our heart. And mm -hmm. so I believe, Virgil, as we move into this and through this next decade of leadership, the next decade leader is going to take courage, not just because we have all the facts and all the data and we can make a certain decision. No, no, no. We're going to have to be clear in the midst of uncertainty. So that's where my mind goes in terms of courage. Yeah. I want to just um, stay here for a second on courage because you know, when we think courage, there's a lot of things we think about, but you just mentioned a couple of things which are hard because a lot of us, a lot of us leaders, and I know that I'm not like everybody and everybody's not like me, but I, I like people to like me, you know, and I want people to, to like, to like me. Um, but there's this, there's this courage, you know, that's, it's counterintuitive in the sense of I'm not, I'm not doing things on purpose to not be liked, but it might cost right. me. You know what I'm hearing here with courage cost? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, without a doubt. And man, I, I will I will go with you uh, on the people pleaser thing. <laughs> like I was a chronic people pleaser, um, really, honestly, up until March of, of 2020. Wow. Uh, and it, the first few weeks we stepped into the whole COVID reality, man, my insecurity flared up like crazy. Yeah. I was all worried about this and that and whatever. And uh, I actually had a meeting with uh, um, a mentor in my life, John Bevere. Uh, many of you probably know him, yeah. uh, author, speaker, and just world changer, honestly. Um, yeah. And I met with him over Zoom, and I remember he just looked me in the virtual eye and just said, hey, Matt, people-pleasing has got to die right now in your life. Like, you know, and, and John doesn't, he doesn't mess, mess around. Like, he shoots straight. And he looked right <laughs> at me, and he was like, hey, Matt, it, you're not going to make it through this next season if this people-pleasing thing this fear of intimidation thing wow. doesn't break off of you right now. And man, he prayed for me. And honestly, that set me free at a whole Boom. new level that I was able to lead through those months and these years and I, the next decade because the people, not sure it raises its head every once in a while in my life, but I'm able to see it from a whole different level. You know, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, God's not given us a, a spirit of intimidation. Right. And that word is timid. The root word of intimidation or timidity, the NIV, I think, says is timid. And it's that idea of cowering back. Hey, leaders, this next decade, we're not going to be able to cower back. We're not going to we can't live by the, yeah. the applause of people. We've got to have a holy conviction in our heart that this is the way God told me to go. And we're going there. And that takes courage. I love it. I love this conversation. All right, we're talking about what it's going to take to be the next decade leader, which is much more than what it took to be last decade's leader. We've talked about calling. So important. we talked about courage, which comes with some costs because it's worth it. 
What's the next stop on this next decade leader train? Whether you're an innovator in ministry, business, or your community, Avail Plus is designed to take you to the next level. What is Avail Plus? It's an exclusive leadership resource that offers access to brand new premium resources like books, study guides, and masterclasses. It's a chance to connect with other leaders on live calls and classes. It's early access to materials no one else has held in their hands. It's the catalyst to your next season of growth as a leader. To find out more about how you can become a member of Avail Plus, head over to theartofleadership.com forward slash Avail dash plus. Well, sticking with my C's, here you go. It's character. It's character. Now, when mm -hmm. I say character, let me say it this way, moral authority. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a, a new kind of moral authority in Christian leadership to really impact our cities and our regions and our That's nation good. for Christ in the next decade. And here's why. Because, and I don't have to tell a lot of, of your listeners and watchers today, Christianity took a hit in 2020. Yeah. Like there were a lot of us who were saying and doing a lot of things that quite honestly gave Jesus not a stellar name. And so we've got mm. some, let me use a marketing phrase. We've got some brand repair from some brand damage that we've got to <laughs> do. So here's what I believe, Virgil. I believe in the next decade, the leaders, the churches, the ministries that truly are able to impact their communities mm -hmm. like none other are going to be those who can have a, who, who build and create a credible moral authority, have the character in terms of the non-Christians, the unbelievers around them. And wow. here's what I think it comes down to. It comes down to two things. Number one is how we serve. And number two is how we live, okay. how we serve and how we live. I think that's what's going to give us in the body of Christ the moral authority to be able to lead and live and love and, and be believed yeah. again in our communities, how we serve and how we live. Because our character is our credibility. I think about what Paul said, 1 Thessalonians, he was writing to the church in Thessalonica. And he said in verses uh, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, he said, our gospel came to you not simply with words which is we've got, we got a lot of Christians with a lot of words right now. Right. He said, our gospel didn't just come with words. It came also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. That's what we're talking about. And then yeah. he said this, you know how we lived among you for your sake. It's how we live among them. And so here's what I think. I think the way we serve our communities, the way we get outside of our four walls in this next decade is going to matter Huge. to our character, to our moral authority in our city. And then the other side of that coin is how we live. And when I say that, I mean purity. I mean purity. That again, it, it is it, tragically not a month goes by without us seeing another headline of a prominent pastor who has had some kind of yeah. moral indiscretion or moral failure or, or fallen off a moral cliff or whatever. And again, every time I read that, like it breaks my heart. Oh yeah. my goodness. But here's, here's what it's going to take Virgil. It's going to take us saying to ourselves, not how close to the line can I live and be like the world. That's right. We're going to have to start to back the line up. And at some point, a group of leaders is going to have to come together around this thought and say, how far away from the line can I live 
morally in, and still be effective in the world around us. And I believe some generation of Christian leaders is going to have to decide, we'll do it. Yeah, We'll live differently. And here's the reason why. Because just because we can do something, biblically speaking, doesn't mean we should. Right. And being like the world will never win the world. <clears throat> right. Being like Jesus That's true. will win and influence the world. That's our character. That's our moral authority. Not how close to, well, I can. Well, the Bible doesn't. Well, it's a gray area in scripture. I don't want to be close to the gray area. I want to be That's as right. pure white like Jesus as I possibly can be. What's it going to take to lead in the next decade? It's going to take a moral authority in our cities like we haven't had in quite a while. Yeah, I love how you're connecting that moral authority to the character component. And I think I think sometimes as pastors and leaders, we know how we want, you know, we 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 know we're clear on on how we want to live, which is good. And sometimes we hesitate on challenging our people to live up to to those yeah next level character standards. And I think our people need that as we're leading them and pastoring them. I think they need, they need voices that we're not going to say, Hey, do as little as possible to still be okay. No, no, no. I mean, sell, sell out for Jesus, you know, and live in a way that causes the world to say he's different. She's different. They're different because that's what catches attention. I love that. (laughs) I love that. We're talking about next decade leader. We're talking about um, calling. We're talking about courage you you just unpack character so beautifully. All right, what's the fourth one? Well, the last thing I think that's going to be paramount as we lead into the next decade in the body of Christ is going to be no comparison. No comparison. So the mm-hmm. C is in there. It's comparison. The C is in there. I did it, you guys. All four C. No comparison. And you know, for me, one of the one of the quickest ways for us to slip and fall in leadership, yeah, is to compare ourselves. And you know, I have fallen into this trap hmm. so many times over 20 years. I mean, this has been my story um, up until about five years ago. This was my story. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately, so many leaders in the body of Christ today, this is their story, is yeah. that, that we're looking across at, at Instagram. We're looking at TikTok. We're looking at Facebook and we're going, well, what are they doing? And, well, how many are they running? And what do they have? And, like, what? no, 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 no. Hey everybody! In the next decade, we gotta run our race. We gotta. Yeah. We need permission to run our race to be able to say, you know what? I mean, yes, I can glean good ideas. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about letting it get into our soul that our church isn't as big or isn't as influential, or I don't have as many followers, or I don't have my podcast or whatever. Like, I, I, it's in the next decade. We have got to complement one another in the body of Christ like never before, not compete with one another. And, and again, I mentioned, like, this was my story, man. Um, it was five years ago. Uh, it was actually on, literally on the 15-year anniversary of our church. It was May mm-hmm. the 12th, I can tell you the day, 2017. And I was doing a, a silence and solitude retreat out at Fort Myers Beach and just a couple of days, just me and Jesus. And as I pulled out of my neighborhood, the Lord told me um, to, to study First Samuel chapter one. And I'm like, OK, so I got to the beach. It was almost midnight. I got out. My son had a birthday party, whatever. Got out there, turned in my Bible to First Samuel one. And it was the story of Hannah. And, you know, Hannah is begging God, begging God for a child, begging God for a child. And, you know, just feeling like all I want in my life is this child. All I want in my life is a child where her husband, Elkanah, hears 
her praying and just pleading for this child. I want a child. I want a child. Yeah. I want a child. And in, and in verse eight, when I got to verse eight, Virgil, the Holy Spirit stopped me in my tracks. I want to read it. It says this. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? And then here's the question. Elkanah, her husband, the picture <laughs> of God, asked her, don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? And when I read wow. that phrase five years ago at the beach, the Holy Spirit said, Matt, that's you. You have made the child of influence. You have made the child of a big church. You have been, you have made the child of a big name and books and being an author and speaking at conferences. You have fallen in love with that 10 times wow. more than you are in love with me. And that night, right at about midnight, literally on our 15 year anniversary of our church, I looked at the Lord on that balcony of that hotel and I said, guilty is charged. You got me. That was me. That was me, man. And I said, Lord, forgive me for falling in love with what I want, the child that I want so bad that, that I've lost my love for you mm. to that degree. And man, all I can tell you is five plus years later, I am 10 times more in love with him than I am with anything that can come with this. And I just think that's where Jesus wants us. Pastors, yeah. ministry leaders, it's time to stop comparing. It's time, listen, yeah. fall in love with Jesus again. What's it gonna take to be a next decade leader? It's, it's going to take us falling 10 times more in love with Jesus than anything he can do for us or give to us. That was my story. And I just, I want every leader listening to this to really search your heart today and go, what do you really want? Do you want him or do you, or do you want the child he can give you? Mm -hmm. Fall That's in good. love with him. Yeah. That's so, so one good. more little piece of that, Virgil, the name Elkanah literally means God creates. So his very name was speaking to her. God is the only one who can do for you what you are begging him for so deeply. Fall in love with the God who can create hmm. and stop worrying so much about what he's creating for you. Hmm. What a good word. I love this. Um, you have just given us a framework for principles that will help us be the next decade leader. In other words, we might have done good last decade. We might have been doing good up to this point, but what can help us get through this next season? And you've unpacked calling, courage, character, and the trap. No comparison I love it. Thank you for thank you for sharing this, Matt. I think that's I think this gives us handles as pastors and leaders to be able to kind of grab onto and say, "All right, how am I doing in these areas?" Um, but before we kind of transition into how people can connect with you and all that, I want to know what's new in this season. What's fresh? What's the manna uh, that's been in your life in this season as far as what God's been speaking, projects? Share with us. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. I'm glad you asked because uh, I am fired up about something uh, right now. And that is after seven years, I, I released my last book, Key to Everything, seven years ago. I finally have felt in the Lord that it was right time for me to release my next book. So I happen to have a copy right here. As a matter of fact, who who knew? 
Uh, and so the name of my book, yes, come on, dude. The name of the book is Donkey Mission. And, uh, and the, the tagline is finding purpose when life seems pointless. And so um, here's what the book is about. In a nutshell, it comes from 1 Samuel chapter nine, uh, chapter 9, where Saul, his father Kish, sends him out to find some lost donkeys. And essentially says, hey, you know, I lost some donkeys. Take a servant. Go find my lost donkeys. And so, and many of us know the story where Saul, you know, goes out looking for some lost donkeys. He goes on a pointless mission in his life, right? But he intersects, <laughs> he has a God encounter with a prophet named Samuel. And Samuel anoints him to become the first king over Israel. So he, his pointless mission, come on, his donkey mission was yep. pointing to his greater mission. And I yep. just have this feeling that right now, so many people in our churches feel that way. They feel like, gosh, I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I, I can't get there. I feel like I can't. So the book is breaking down that story and really helping people. Now, here's the cool part. We want churches to use this as a, as a series. I, I think it's time for churches to stop playing defense and start playing offense yeah. in their church again. Because the last two and a half years have been all about defense and just keeping it on the rails and not shutting down, right? But it's time to go on the offense. And I think our people in our churches are ready to go on the offense again. So here's what we've done. If you go to donkeymission.com, donkeymission.com, you can find, you can register your church. It's all for free to do the series called What's the Point, which is right on the back. What's the Point is the series. And what churches can do is the book is a $15 retail. On the site, if you register your church, you can buy as many copies as you want for just five bucks. We've nice. discounted the book by $10, and here's why. Because we want churches to bundle these in packages of four, bundles of four, and then sell them not during the series, but two weeks before, and say to their church, hey, don't buy one, buy four. Take 20 bucks, you buy one for 15, buy four for 20. Keep one for yourself and then use the other three as invitations nice. to the series that starts in two weeks. And then Virgil, everything's free. We have our small group curriculum, all the graphics, everything they need, and all six weeks of preaching notes. So four weeks of the what's the point, all my preaching notes will be up there. You can take them, make them yours. And the two lead up weeks about be my witnesses and be my ambassadors of how to truly preach the spirit of evangelism again in wow. your church. All of it's free. You can use it all, take it all, use it all. Use the book as the invitation. And I believe we're gonna see hundreds and hundreds, thousands and thousands of unchurched people come into our churches again in the coming season. So we just want this to be a church resource for people to, I believe in the message of the book, but I want to see churches love start it. to play offense again. Donkeymission.com. Hey, yeah, the, the website is donkeymission. Yes, you heard that right. Donkeymission.com connected to the book, connected to the resources, which are being provided free by Pastor Matt and Next Level. Uh, I love this. I think this is a great way for pastors and churches to have a strategic plan and idea where yes. now people feel I'm not just going to church, part of what they're doing at my church. No, I'm, I am part of what church I am the church. Right. And, and oh. I, I want to lead people to Jesus. I love it. This is kind of really, it's an evangelistic tool and an evangelistic yes. opportunity for churches, for pastors and for people to kind of take their faith a little further than just themselves. Everybody donkeymission.com. I love this. Thanks for coming up with this. I love this idea. And the fact that you're, you're making it for pastors, not only the, the, the sermon notes, but also a small group, you know, where people yep. can continue to unpack this continually, even beyond the series. Very wise, very strategic. Um, I love this. Donkeymission.com. People can go there. Where else can people connect with you, Matt, and, and your church? 
Yeah. So nextlevelchurch.com uh, is our church, nextlevelchurch.com. And then the next uh, nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com is our network of churches. So cool. we like to say to pastors, you know, if you have a family, man, keep doing life with them. But if you're looking for a family, you need some friends around you. We have brotherhood and sisterhood groups uh, that meet online for two hours every single month. Everything we do is relationship wow. and group based. And so that's next level relationship. Or, <laughs> come on. Nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com. You can find that. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram. Matthew W. Keller uh, is my Instagram handle. You can find me there. All our websites linked together. So if you find one, just Google Matt Keller. You'll find it. Pastor Matt Keller, I bet you'll find it. That's awesome, man. This is so cool. Um, Pastor Matt, I think, I think you're putting resources in leaders hands and, and Christians hands uh, to go beyond. I'll just mention just, I'm holding the book here, donkey mission. Uh, there's some intriguing chapter titles. Um, um, the donkey mission. I mean, just that intrigues me. Okay. Let me, let me hear about what is a donkey mission, right? Um, maybe, maybe we need to talk about this on a future podcast episode, uh, the dealing with the past, uh, giving up on your donkeys, uh, I like I like the the sec the last part. There's four parts from donkeys to destiny. Man, somebody Come needs on. to get into this, lean into this. Churches need to lean into this. Pastors lean into this. Donkeymission.com. You can find out more information about this. Um, here's what I want to do, uh, Pastor Matt. What's a final nugget? Just a final kind of off your heart for leaders, pastors, ministry leaders, marketplace leaders. Just on your heart for them. I think what I would say to every pastor marketplace leader who's listening today, um, team member, I would say we can win in the next decade. Yeah. I believe revival is coming. There have been prophetic voices across the body of Christ that are telling us revival's coming. Come on. Jesus didn't come to bring a political revolution. He came to bring a spiritual revolution. And I believe we're about to see the greatest spiritual revolution. Yeah. that we have seen seen yes. in 50 years in our nation and in our world since the hippie, the Jesus movement of, of 1970s. I believe it. I believe we're on the edge. And so you and your church, your ministry, your your business can win. Yes. But we're going to have to think differently in the next decade about leadership. And we're going to have to recognize that anything in our life that seems pointless is actually pointing to a greater purpose. Woo. Come on, preach it. That's We are part of the story that God is writing. We need to embrace that. We need to believe that. And we need to jump into it. Uh, this has been awesome, Pastor Matt. Thank you so much for taking the time to just share what God's placed on your heart about leadership for this season and, and, and people's leadership journeys. Uh, I will say on behalf of the Avail team, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilburg, everybody who's kind of pushing this Avail train forward, we're, we honor you. We're pr- we're, we bless your life, but we're really proud of what God is doing in you, your, your, your ministry, your life. It's really amazing. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> hey, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Avail Podcast. As always, we're bringing you premier leaders with powerful messages about how to get better at the art of leadership. Lean in. Remember today, donkeymission.com. Find more information about this amazing new book by Pastor Matt Keller uh, and this strategy for your church, for a series, even a small group. This is going to bless your life and it's going to bless your church. As always, I'm your host, Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, and your host for these episodes of the Avail Podcast. We'll catch you next time right here on Avail. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Matt Keller. You can connect with Matt on Instagram and by going to nextlevelchurch.com and nextlevelrelationalnetwork.com. And for the free resources connected to his new book, 
go to donkeymission.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.